What's good? This is Off the Dope and Out the Crazy House with Anthony Ray. And I hope you know by now that you are listening to Anthony Ray. Thank you for coming through. When I last left, when we last left each other, I was in jail. I think most of y'all kind of know what you know happened with the jail. I was eventually sent to the state mental hospital. But I wanted to shed some light on some things that I think aren't normally spoken about about jail. It's not nothing that you think, but I want to speak on the possible the possible good things that come from being in jail. Now I'm not I'm gonna go ahead and make this disclaimer and state this fact that when I'm in jail, I'm just like everybody else. I want to go home. That's no different for me. Than it is for anybody else So I'm not saying that jail is a good place I'm saying that good can come From that place When you're in there I think that the jail system is messed up Especially at the one I was at The jail system is messed up Not only does it need to be overhauled But some things need to just be thrown completely out I think the way that they hire, the people that they hire, they need to be vetted for patience. Different things, not just aggression and willingness to go along with the flow. People who deal with people need to learn patience. So, with that disclaimer, think that some good things do occur and this 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 doesn't just come from me because my experience with jail only goes as far as county from city to county now other people I know their theirs goes from city to penitentiary you know some people to state but or you know whatever but for me I'm just talking on mine and Some of the things that I know my friends have said Because I have many friends who've been in and out of jail Some just got out And um, did longer sentences than I did So One thing I know about jail Is that It's a spiritual place It can be a spiritual place It just depends But I know for a fact that many men come back and women come back from jail with a spirituality to them. And I'm not all the way sure because I don't know if it's the cinder block (laughs) or what's gone on in those prisons for so many years or jails in so many years. Or is it the praying that's going on in the jail Or praying that's going on for the people in jail But there's spiritual activity in those jails A lot of spiritual activity And I mean all the way from ghost sightings to Changing moments where people have seen seen visions Or just a a transformation of self For me, this time, and every time, usually when I go to jail, I go to jail, when, I'm, when, I'm, when I've gone to jail, I realize that jail is a place where I get clean, I get healthy, I set myself a regimen of some sort, and I regain some form of spiritual Clarity, a spiritual connection that I probably lost while I was running out there because 
a lot of people that are out there right now, when you out there, I used to always tell people this, even while I was doing drugs, that there was a scripture in the Bible that, though I'm not Christian, there was a scripture in the Bible that said, in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And I took that literally. Meaning, no matter what I'm doing, I was always thinking about the creator. That's just it's part of who I am. A lot of people wait till they all the way at the bottom, but no matter what you're doing, that's when you need them, you know? So some people think it's taboo to be, you know, smoking a rock and talking about God or something, you know, or the creator. But it's just, it's necessary. It's a time when you need to, you need to be in tune with what's going on spiritually, regardless of what's going on. That's my opinion. Some people feel different. And that's all right. But I think that when I was in jail this time, I was, and I'm going to use this word loosely, I was kind of lucky to be in SEG, which I'm normally never in. Never been in SEG before. Like I said, it's always been general population. So, this time in SEG, what happens in SEG though is that, and the reason I say kind of lucky is because even though SEG has negative connotations to it, people say that that's where people go because they're afraid or they're weak or, you know, they snitched or something like that. Are now, because I was in that situation and I wasn't none of those things, I realized that there's, there's different reasons for being in there. Besides that, you could, you could be in trouble. You could have done something and got put in there. Um, could have had a mental situation. Could have assaulted a police officer and they put you in there. All kind of stuff. So, you could even be, you could even have an illness and they'll put you in the sick. So, many different things, but one thing I realized quick. You realize in the seg is different because I've said that it's the weaker place to be, but on the other side, yeah, you gotta deal with people. You do. But on in the seg side, you gotta deal with yourself. You gotta it's everything is internal because you by yourself. And you learn real quick and like it is in jail, you can't control your circumstances. You know that. You really know that in SEG, there's no control in your circus. You're by yourself. You can't even trade food and stuff. Unless, you know, the guard would be nice enough and they won't even do it at this place. I would, not for me. And so, when you can't change the circumstance, you can only change how you process that circumstance mentally, emotionally. How you gonna process it? How can you come to grips with what, you, what you're what you in? Just like some of you right now are probably out there doing. You have to find a way to maintain your sanity. And when I was in there, like I told you, one of those ways was working out, which dealt with my time. Passed my time and improved my mood. And the other that I haven't spoken on yet is meditation. And I don't like to talk about the meditating too much, some you know, with people because I think it's like a mainstream thing, and people only say it because it's supposed to be cool and something. I haven't figured out whether or not I always worry when stuff is mainstream because sometimes it's like. Why do they want everybody to do this thing? You know? But I can tell you right now that from meditating, and I'm not talking about some, you know, ooh type stuff, but sitting there and trying to force your mind to shut up 
Awake sometimes will lead you into a nice peaceful clarity, sleep. And there for me, I started meditating too because it's the surroundings, it's what you're looking at that sometimes determines your mindset. They could probably have done tests on this and I need to look up this information. But I've always had this theory that it's we do what we do because it's the surroundings it's the, the beauty around us that we want like in the ghetto for instance the despair sometimes it comes from many different things but I think one of them has to do with the lack of beauty in the area Not the, now I'm not talking about people I'm talking about the surroundings buildings the area so when you look around ain't nothing pretty but see the only difference between that place and somewhere else besides mentality and other things those things do play a part I'm not getting there but a lot of people move out and I'm thinking that maybe that the mentality might change just based on the fact that there's beautiful things around when you go to these nice areas where the crime is lower and all that That don't have nothing to do You mean to tell me with The fact that The buildings are beautiful The grass is green The trees are pruned Nothing to do with that There's no abandoned nothing here or there So when you're in jail to me Like in, the, in the, where I was in said. If you look at where you're at, like where I was, some people got in there and just lost it. Because like I said, you got to deal with yourself. I was in there with several people who just broke. There were people in there that cried for hours at a time or screamed or banged their head against the wall. Or there was a guy in my next thing. He was eating paint chips off of the bed because everything was paint chip. <clears throat> he was in there eating it. No doubt another person addicted and just brought it into jail. Um but he was he, he needed to he needed help more likely. So instead of looking at my surroundings, what I did was if I if there were times where I was like, man. Sometimes it'll hit you no matter how strong you are or whatever you want to call it. You look around and you just like, this is a lot, man. Look where I'm at. It's like the reality of it will hit you sometimes. So when that would happen, I close my eyes, I lay back, close my eyes and begin to meditate. Put myself in a state of peace. And meditation for me was just, I would inhale deeply a few times and I would and I would start to listen to my voice I would listen to the breath and I would imagine them going I would imagine the air traveling you know, in through my nose I could see it as a form of light I would imagine it and then I would imagine it going out as smoke and if I started to think about anything at anything at all I would try to make my mind go completely blank it's like the it's like the um, it's like the same thing as shedding up mid-sentence so if I'm talking right now and I just decide to that's how it is in your head though do that in your mind to me and after a while, you'll notice that you can get longer and longer amounts of time in, in silence. It actually starts to, you can actually lay down and, and just shut up talking. If something negative comes in your mind, you just make your, you, you make your, you make your mind stop talking. You can make your mind just shut up. It's not some mystical, but what's crazy is it, it does have mystical connotations. Cause like I said, in, in jail, there are some spiritual things. There's some my dreams in there are, my, my dreams are already vivid 
my dreams are very vivid. And I meet people in my dream. They tell me things. They got their own, you know. But in, in jail, they were very meaningful. They were more meaningful. Like they had messages for me. And even when I was in that, I want to say hallucinatory state, or I was going through that episode of schizophrenia and hearing things and like this part, I'm just calling it hallucinatory, but I don't know what else to call it. Even they taught me lessons. I learned stuff from them. It was strange. There were actually three voices that were, they told me that they were, um, it's kind of crazy, so excuse me. Um, that they were monks. And they were trying to help me through. That was one thing that actually was kind of, kind of thrown off. And then at one point, I thought I was in purgatory, Right? And I thought I would never get back to earth. I really thought I was in purgatory. And one of the things they taught me was, they said, well, now that you're here and you're never going back, what is heaven to you? And I promise I got a clear picture in my mind of where I was prior to going in, which was, like I told y'all, I had went to my mom's, my granny's, and I was on a pallet on the ground just waiting to go to rehab. I had given up my place and moved in there so I could go to rehab. And I was thinking about that pallet on the floor, a place where I just did not want to be. You know, and I realized that at that point, believing that I really was in purgatory and wouldn't go back to earth in my mind I felt like that was heaven that pallet I thought about where I lived prior to that where I moved out of and realized I I had it I was good that would have been heaven I thought about that place with joy like in my heart like in my mind it wasn't as nice as what I remember but that's when they taught me that heaven has a lot to do with how you see where you're at and where you could be. That's the difference between heaven and hell, literally here. Being able to see the difference between where you at and where you could be, for better or for worse. And I didn't really, I had never really gave that thought. But see, that's one of the things. Even one of the last things that the voices taught me. As I'm telling you, even though they were bad, it was like, it took me through hell. Because I decided to listen. It taught me lessons within this, that craziness. And one of the things that they said in jail was the, the, the last thing I believe that I heard as the voices faded out for the last time it was a girl who had been driving me up the wall going just nagging me she um she said you don't have to be what people want you to be she said and you're not who you think you are either you're not what you think you are either which was it made sense to me later on because as I told you when when I first started hearing the voices you know one of the things they did was berate me talk bad to me so I guess she was kind of saying you don't have to make them happy because all of this started off and it sent me on this long journey but I'm listening to these voices which I'm not the first person it's 
kind of it's embarrassing, but I'm sharing this because I think that it can help someone. I'm hoping. And I know that I'm better than this thing that happened to me. So I'm okay with sharing it. But they the voices somehow caused me to listen. I'm listening to them. Changed my whole world view by listening to these voices. Changed my perception. Now, mind you, I wasn't in my right mind. But the lesson at the end was just like, now that I look back, I'm like, I see what she's saying. Because if, imagine this, that if, if you could make a comparison to someone in the real world who listens to what people have to say about them. And, and, and when people say something, they change and they do all this stuff. People want them to do this, they do that. You know, they do what they want them to do. And they kind of go with whatever people want them to do. It would be the same as that. They're not even in their right mind. They're in somebody else's mind. They in, they're not in their own mind. So there is spirituality in jail, even if you think about uh, Malcolm X or, you know, um, Nelson Mandela. Malcolm X actually saw a vision in there. I mean, I talk, like, even my dream, I'm telling you, I would have dreams and the dreams were actually clear. I'm sitting at a table at one point with a guy at the table and he was actually explaining to me what he thought my purpose was. This is in a in a dream. I wake up like dang, I just got to talking to this dude sitting at a table. I wake up, I'm looking at a cinder block wall cinder block wall. But I just got to chopping it up with a guy. My lips are actually still moving. From the sentences I'm telling him Just Now another thing about jail that Comes it, it, it One of the good things that can come from jail Is It beautifies Things on the outside Like in the movie Hurricane Where Hurricane is um finally gets found not guilty they throw out his case hurricane walks outside and you know it's denzel washington and he says something along the lines of when he got out there the sun was a different type of brightness and that's true even when i was on the you know uh, if you're on the wreck yard or wherever you at it's different when you in the in the wreck area or the yard and you're in jail. I hope I ain't the only one that, you know, I'm pretty sure I ain't the only one that feels this way. When you walk outside, it's like the sun changes. It's, it's, it, it, it's, the air is free air. You know, you can feel it. You can feel the weight drop off you just by, you know it. It feels free. The air in jail is not free air. Sun ain't free sun or something. It's different. It makes the whole world brighter. It makes you respect what you lost. It can reignite. I wrote this. I couldn't find where I wrote it in this journal. Like I was gonna bring it and read it, but I couldn't find it where I written it. And I was taking too long, so I really wanted to come on. So I was like, I'll just explain it best I can. But even with women, right? It makes women become, if you've been in jail for a while, women, they all start looking good. Like, <laughs> you notice how, like, dang, she, she got some nice lips, or she's got beautiful eyes, or she's, you know, and even for women, it's the same because when you're in jail, 
the women are trying to talk to the dudes through the doors, through letters, through the wall. They had a couple that was in there that would say goodnight to each other every night while I was in, in, in that jail over there. Like, I love you. I love you too. Every night. You, you, you expected it because you knew they were going to do it. Sometimes they do it in the middle of the day. Um, you got a lot of dudes in there that think about you know their counterpart while they're in jail. That person becomes very important. Your family becomes very important. You realize how painful it is to be away from people you love and how much you love those people. Those people remember the people that do show up. They remember how important you are. You get to see before your eyes. And we all notice your circle starts to shrink a little bit or a lot of bit, depending on how many people you were running around with. But the people that are left care. They do. It gives you a chance and an opportunity to make the decision of whether or not you're going to stick around some of these people. It also gives you a time to sit back and think about the decisions you made. It gives you time. These are good things that come out of jail. Jail itself not being good. much as men and women don't like each other these days it seems I mean the stuff I'm seeing is, don't get me wrong like I take issue with a lot of the thought processes going on and I'll get into that another time but sometimes I just sit back and I'm wondering where it's going so don't know but it seems like there's a disdain between the sexes or something and there's a general there's some there's confusion but see when you in jail ain't no confusion like that like they want each other you know what I'm saying the sexes want each other when you in, in jail I'm telling you women and women look they, they become more and more beautiful All of them Something about any of them You'd be like okay I see what I see yeah, she, she, I, I can tell like, I like her. You like something about her And I'm sure it's the same way for women Cause you can see how they look Like if, 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 if a chain A chain of men and a chain of women Pass each other in the hallway It's <laughs> I'm telling you Going down Like just Somebody gonna be yelling some numbers <laughs> So it's like As well Another thing that jail does can That can come good from jail And has before from Is Food Tastes better On the outside Food, you. I'm laughing because I would get. A, I finally had got some books from the library, and I hadn't had commissary yet, so I had already been daydreaming about telling you. I'm like, man, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a cook this. I'm thinking about cooking a cake in my mind. <laughs> I know how that sounds, but it's just it's true. I was like, I wanted some, cause in there, if you ain't got commissary, only sweet you gonna get is piece of uh, cake and the cake the yellow cake or maybe your cornbread you can use too if you had some save some your jelly from the morning get a piece of cornbread and a yellow cake but the yellow cake was it's like dissolve right in your mouth like just dissolve on you some days you get a big piece some days you get a, a, a little Messed up little piece Depending on how they cut it Some days it'd be fluffy Some days it'd be thin But either way It's dissolving in your mouth fast It's going quick It's like sugar, air, and bread or something 
very little bread. <laughs> but um, that's when one of the addictions showed that I really have. I think we all, I think a lot of people had this addiction too. And it's sugar. The sugar withdrawal was bad too. Since we're talking about drugs. And we're talking about addiction really. And I got a sugar addiction too that I, I, I'm... I realized in jail, all I could think about was sugar. When I didn't have it, I was thinking about, man, I wanted to make a, a, a carrot cake, chocolate icing with chocolate chips and uh, pecans in it. That's what I kept thinking about. Or, or, or some type, you know, like, in my mind, this is what, it's all I'm thinking about. A walnuts in it, like, so it would not pecans, walnuts. I'm like, man, I was thinking about this cake as I'm flipping through the book. And now I was thinking about I could put some candy on top of it. And I'm thinking about all this stupid, like this cake, this imaginary cake. I even had a dream where it was candy everywhere. Man, no lie, y'all. It's one of them telling you, they're trying to look out for me. I pick up a piece of candy and I could almost taste it and woke up. I'm talking about. Uh, I unwrapped it and everything And I put, put this piece of chocolate in my mouth And woke up, I was in jail ah. <laughs> ah. That was cold, man So I um, I was trying to think about this So I opened up a book That's where I was going I opened up a book And in the book, this dude had been drawing pictures of this imaginary cake with different layers. He had like a candy layer, a Reese's Pieces layer. Then it was like icing with another layer of Snickers. And then it was like the cake. Then it was with ice cream in it and all kind of like this. Was, he had made this imaginary cake diagram. I just started laughing because I, I felt this pain. All I wanted was, and then finally when I did get my commissary, it's sitting on my table. I'm just looking at it. I just sat there and looked at it. And it was reminiscent of the time when I was in the service. And I would have a whole refrigerator. It's times where I actually took pictures of my fridge. It's a double door fridge. And both sides would be filled up. The doors would be filled up. The bins. All that. Full cabinets. And I took a I would take a, I was proud of it because it's nothing like having a full refrigerator. And it was the same way in there. So you realize the the importance of food in jail. The importance of because when you're in, when you're in addiction and this is a, the truth, food ain't like my cousin told me. Food ain't on the menu. Food ain't on the menu. You don't care nothing about food. When you're getting high all day. I wouldn't even know I was hungry sometimes until I actually had to, you know, I laid down one day and my rib was in my, it was, I was laying on my side and my rib was pushing at my skin on my side so much that I, that it hurt and my stomach was so tight. I, I said, man, I got to, I Got up and drank some water And I had to eat It hurt my stomach The water hurt my stomach And I had to eat I, When I first put I didn't want to eat either and when, Even then like the Food hit my stomach And I felt I just started You know Just As soon as it hit I, I didn't even know I was that hungry. So for an addict to be in there and food be so important, it's crazy to realize. I always say it's crazy. I'm trying not to say that as much, but it's a habit. It's like saying um or something. I don't know. No offense to anybody out there. I know how y'all are these days. But I hope y'all know it's all love. It's all out of love, man. I'm just reminiscing, chopping it up. 
those are a few things that being in that bad situation in jail, there are good things that can come out of it. So, when I left, well, before I left, I would end up being found not guilty by reason of insanity. It's a very stigmatized thing. It was something I didn't know anything about. It's something that you can't plead. They have to find you not guilty by reason of sanity. Now, I really truly feel that those officers did not have to arrest me and send me to jail with all these trumped up charges. It was kind of messed up. It was very messed up. Because it's a long process. So basically, they still got me for two years. I mean, all together, it'll be two years. Either way, the process is really long. It's at least a year long. I know people that are in GRI now that have been there for years. They can hold you up to a life sentence for an NGRI, depending on what you did. They can hold you for the maximum that you would have got if, found, if, if, if you would have been convicted. But luckily, they dropped most of my charges. And the maximum sentence I could have got at that point after they dropped everything was two years. Now, the first thing you got to do if you're in GRI is they, while you're still in jail, they send you to... Because they consider you out, out of your out of your mental state. So they send you to the state hospital so that you can learn the law. Which is it's, it's kind of crazy because you they're sending you they're saying you broke the law, but then they send you over to the state hospital. That way you can learn, you can become what's the word it is? Um um, com- competent is the word So they say you're not competent to stand trial Because your mental state But yet they're charging you with a crime As if you were competent Right and So they're saying we know you ain't in your right mind Alright so we gonna send you over We know you ain't in your right mind Or you don't understand the law Or you don't know the laws So we gonna go over here we're going to send you over here We're going to teach you the laws That way we can come back and convict you Of something that you know now That don't even sound right does it It sounds shady Which it is So That's what they did They sent me over there Ended up at the state hospital for competency And the place where they sent me was I had actually I pray like Creator Just Send me somewhere Where the people cool Or somebody You know Like they at least Care about Me Where they're not gonna just You know Put me through hell That's what I was hoping And they sent me To the place where they sent me I ended up They could kinda tell Like that I was alright And I would actually meet a lot of people who started to, it would, you know, when people, when people see, when people see promise in you or a future that you carry yourself in a certain way, people will actually start sharing knowledge with you. They'll just try to give you advice. Now, a lot of people these days, like, I don't need your advice. I don't want your advice. I'm grown, da, 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 da. Which is already a problem to me because it's it's. I understand everybody says this 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 one term. I'm a I'm a grown I'm grown. I'm a grown ass man. I'm a grown ass woman. And I'm always like, why do you have to keep telling everybody? It's like some psychological thing. The people that say that a lot. I'm like, why you always say you grown? Like, okay, get it. I mean, I'm not saying I've never been guilty of it, but you know what I mean. And so, 
some of those people don't want to take advice. But there is, it's, it's, it's just funny that people will try to offer you the best thing that they have sometimes. They, don't, they can't give you no money. They're giving you time and advice. Something that people pay for. That's what, ain't that what um, consultants do? You pay them for their time and advice. Time and advice is there's no there's no price there's no set price on time and advice. It's whatever you think it's worth. So it's invaluable. Depending on who it's coming from, like you could if they gave you if 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 10 minutes with Barack Obama is available and for sale for his time and advice. 10 minutes and people had to bet on it or place bids on it there's no telling how high or Elon Musk or but I think it still stands true that some people only want to hear from rich people and it's not true that rich people know all the answers they might know all the answers in the field that they're in but they don't always but these were just people and I knew that when I got there that I was going to be on thin ice because getting in any trouble there at all, it just prolongs your stay. But you have to be, once again, it's a mental game. People testing you. People playing mind games, all this stuff. When I first went to competency, I would go for competency and I would kind of get the feel for it. When I first went, the unit I was on was all male unit. It was really the worst unit there because it was all male. High frustration. Um, it would also send trouble with people there. So I, I immediately got a chance to see the what addiction can do on a high level. There were many patients there who were there fresh off the street, still high. I'm talking about coming in, acting crazy, wilding, yelling, nonstop, pacing back and forth. It was always the pacing. Even one of the in in one of the uh, patients, I almost said inmates, one of the patients, because I think you have to make that distinction. Because even though where we were, it still had the that is actually another branch of the jail system that people don't talk about. So we, we were still locked in. We weren't locked in our room so we could walk around. But they still had COs, which are actually not COs. They call them PAs. They're assistants to the psychologists and physicians. But PNAs, excuse me. So, but they watch you all day long. So, but they like COs. So if somebody get rowdy, then they jump on them and they try to get them under control. They put you in chairs and all this kind of stuff. It's not a good system. They got like, it's not a good system. So it's it's just similar to jail still, but it's like a low security jail at the place where I was at. Some places it's even less security. So it wasn't the lowest you could go. The bigger facilities are actually, from what I hear, they can move around. The girls and the guys can actually touch and chill together. Some of them, you know, and um, it's different. So where I was, it was when I first went, it was just like I had to feel my way around. I, I mean, but I had favor on me. I was, I just got, I was just blessed. And my time wasn't really hard on me. I mean, had to deal with, you know, a knucklehead or two here, here or there. But what we would do is you would you would go to your class where you would learn about the law and then you would go to school. Once they finally allowed you, you would go to school every day. You didn't have to go. But when you go to the classes, they were rehab classes. And I like I, I was active. Like I always liked to like what I found out about myself. Because I forgot to say that in jail, one thing that does increase too as well is creativity. There's some creative people in jail. And people when they're locked up, they just, the creativity comes. People 
Like I realized in jail that I could still draw. I didn't. I hadn't drawn in years. Why don't you draw in years? Well, that's what happens when you're preoccupied with getting money. You lose actual other skills because you'll do things that have nothing to do with what you can do because you got to make money or you want to make money. It's not always just I'm half. It's like you don't put the time there because you want to use your time to do other things. But in jail, you start tapping into other things. I'm drawing in pen and it's looking good. Like I'm like, wow, I still, I still got it. I'm writing songs again. You hear a lot of dudes in in, in jail. There's one dude in there just man. He had he was annoying everybody. He just wouldn't stop singing the same three songs. He was like, God. But I didn't knock him Because It's like that person you knock They always end up being the person to make it <laughs> And then you be the reason You gonna be I don't want to be somebody's Negative inspiration You know I don't want to be somebody's negative inspiration So in my mind I'm already looking forward I'm like man He gonna mess around and make it Because people are like Shut the up <laughs> but in my mind I'm like He's trying not to forget the song He probably ain't got no paper You know So he and Sig just over and over Repeating this song These three songs I, sh- I done mess around And made a <laughs> made a verse to his song God, He done sung it so many times But um The creativity comes too as well there's people in there with y'all know how it is in, with some of these guys in jail, man. They do amazing stuff. I saw a guy he made a, a picture frame, a rocking chair, some baby shoes, and a wallet out of gum wrappers and and some some string. He done knitted this together like I'm like what? And you could use the wallet. It felt like leather. I'm like the chair rocked. You could rock it. Put a picture in the frame. The baby shoes, the baby could put a foot in it. It was just throat. And that's you know, you know, you know, a lot of these guys just got talent besides the tattooing and you know, making radios and all that kind of stuff, like and when you get, you know, to another level of, of jail, but what I'm saying is the creativity is allowed to be expressed. You have time to express and to, and to do that stuff, to be creative. Because we're all the creative. We're made by the creators. Creators. <laughs> there's creativity in us all. It's in us. In some form or fashion. The ability to create. There's a lot of people that say, I'm not good at anything. We ain't had no time to sit down and figure it out sometimes. The purpose was sitting in there when I see I think what I would end up going back to jail and I had to stay for a while they found me not guilty by reason of insanity which I didn't know, really know I was getting into and for the next two years I would, I would for the next year and change I would be or next year I would be in that state hospital but it was okay, I guess, in my mind because I was really facing a lot of time. They were trying to remember this is a good old boy town. They got me on trumped up charges. They're saying that I heard a police officer try to take a gun from the police. But they're not saying what they did. That they snuck up on me. They're not gonna say that they they punched me in my face and all that. They're not saying none of that. They're not saying that the girl got her car back. That I didn't never really even take the they're not they're just saying so it's not looking good. Plus, you know how it works in the court system. They friends. And so when they found out I was a veteran, that's kind of when it changed. That's why I also want to tell people before this, before I get off of here, if you have a family member that you might not get along with, right? Because they're on drugs or whatever, or you don't get along with your family. Let's, we gotta strive to protect our family members that are that are that are locked up. We have to Because if they find out that you If they think that you by yourself in jail 
they treat you differently. If they think you're just a homeless drug addict off the street, they have no respect for that person. They're not going to care about the mental psychosis that you're going through because you haven't been asleep in 14 days or whatever it might be. They're not going to care that, you know, you're mentally unstable because you've been homeless and on crack for the, the last five years of your life. And you've been raped or you've been, you know, beat up or you beat people, you know, or you've seen violence out there, all that. They're not going to care. If they, when they thought that I was alone, they weren't feeding me whole trays in jail. They weren't feeding me whole trays. Remember they gave me the shoes with the spike things in the bottom. <laughs> I wasn't even getting the order off commissary. I would try to, it, it, it's none of that. They found out I was a veteran. And they started to be nice to me. They found out I had family. And my granny and my mother started coming up there. My dad. And they're like, oh, he's not alone. Okay. Can't just mistreat. So they gave me some more sandals. They gave me undershirts, changed clothes, finally took me off that concrete bench I had been on, I don't even know how many days, I'm gonna say days, I don't know how much time passed, honestly do, they stopped putting me in those restraint chairs, see they put you in restraint chairs when they don't, they, they I got tased in there, all kind of stuff, Mr. Hamden, they did this to several people though. They know it's, it's, a, it's a torture chair though. They know it. They know it. They got boards they lay people on on their stomach and probably they give them injections. They got chairs where they just sit you up in them. It look like a school desk with your, your hands are like cuffed to the table. And then they put a bag over some of those guys' heads. A, 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 like a mesh bag and just make them sit upright. The legs are like to the t- to the chair too, so you can't get up. And these are some of the things they use. So some of this stuff is is done to people who they think about themselves. These people who don't have any patience. The guy, the ones I'm talking about, and it's not everybody, but it's a lot of them because they train them. They train each other into this stuff. So you got to be there for them. Let them know that your family member is not alone. If you don't know, like if you find out your family member is locked up, at least make it known that they're not alone. I just want to throw that out there. So I finally go back and I would spend a couple more, like a month or two maybe in jail again. And then I would be sent to the state hospital where I would start my year-long journey to here, (laughs) to here. And as I said, it's still a blessing to me. I think the one thing that I gained is the positivity. Don't forget that, like... One of the psychologists I spoke with while I was at the hospital, he would have therapy sessions with me. He said that he felt like I was a really positive person. And I told him that I didn't never see myself that way. I always thought I was a realist or a pessimist, maybe, in my mind. Critical thinker. But I realized that he was right, actually. In this situation, I had become positive. I had went from being super negative. I was sitting in the house thinking of repetitive negative things about myself, about you know my ex, about my friends, about life in general. You know, I even had a friend come by. He had to snap me out of it. He tried to like, hey man, ain't no woe is me, man. That's what I needed to do. But that's not how I normally was. The drug had caused me to go into this mind state of just lack. 
and, and, and I wasn't me, I wasn't my best me, I was me, but not me, like, I was, a, I was a, the worst version of myself, I didn't even think I had what it took to be here, but that, by the time I got out of that, man, I had been, I was positive, I knew I could, I knew it's gonna be okay, whatever it was, like, I walked into that mental state hospital knowing that, state mental hospital knowing that I was gonna be alright, just kept believing, and just didn't have a bad attitude about life, just kept trying to better myself, that's what the working out was about. I was reading, you know, the Quran, reading the Bible, reading, the, uh, I would end up reading other stuff too, um, just, I was reading other books that I could get my hand on, I was even in jail taking the, uh, I took the, uh, the GD, uh, the, the, uh, you know, the, the other thing, GED test, I was in there with that, just to do it, I, I got a high school diploma, but I took that just to do it in there, and started doing Sudoku, and I forgot I used to like Sudoku when I was in the service. Crossword puzzles. And I'm just getting active, like doing. So when I would get over there to the actual hospital, he was like, You're positive. I'm like, I didn't think so, but I realized he was right. But I also told him, I'm not positive. The same thing I'll tell you right now. I'm not positive because I'm some type of better than anybody or because I'm lying to y'all or. Nothing like that Like I don't have down times in my mind Which I try to shut off Like when I'm meditating I just That's that's the only difference now When I start thinking negative I just Use what I learned in meditation And try to shut it up And I think that being positive as well It was It's it's a tool Positivity is a tool you can use You need positivity It's the same thing that Somebody that don't have food Uses to get to the next day they know some, somehow, some way. That's a form of positivity. And, and it's just something that you have to start practicing. Looking at life from the bright side. Because you can always look at life from the negative. But you can choose to look at it from the bright side just like the negative. The negative just sometimes, it's like being a, in, in sadness. It sometimes it feels good. People don't want to admit that though. It's like watching, the, like, you know, women that like to watch uh, sad movies or listen to sad music. And it, that's enjoyable to them. You know? Well, there's men and women who both do that in life. Like, you can get caught up in the bad feeling and, and actually be all right in that bad feeling. It don't feel like you are right in that bad feeling, but really, you are right in that bad feeling. That's where it's comfortable. And that's how I was. My positivity is a, it's just the outcome, it, it was a necessity, I'm positive out of necessity, because negativity, for me, it can't be an option because of what it does to me, my negativity drew negativity towards me, and out of me, and out of people around me. Positivity changes the way I view the world And it don't seem so dark Even though sometimes it is But sometimes you can't see the light You gotta be the light I learned that Through this this whole situation Sometimes you can't see the light Because you gotta be the light You have to be the light Somebody's going to need you to be clean. Somebody's going to need you to be in your right mind. We're going to talk about it next time. We're about out of time here. Just want to encourage everyone here to work out. I say it every time. It changes how your brain works. It changes how you see yourself and how you feel. It is full of, it'll send you endorphins. Those good feelings. That you're looking for in drugs, they come with working out too. In meditation, you should try it. Not the mumbo jumbo, just try to quiet your mind for it. But as always, I want to wish y'all all peace and paper.